0: Good morning, and I'm excited to be with y'all. A little bit different um, placement. I usually sit back in in the corner where I'm more comfortable back there. But uh, I am (laughs) glad to share uh, what the Lord has laid on my heart the the past couple of weeks um, as I've been uh, preparing and just thinking about uh, what he wanted me to share with you today. Um, I hope everyone had a good Christmas. I know we we enjoyed our services here Christmas Eve. If you weren't able to come, please come next year because uh, it's it's a very special time. Uh, we spend together in worship and in praise and and just uh, when we leave i've heard Robert say many times it's it's Christmas day you know on the second service so if you were able to be here uh, i don 't know if you noticed, but we had uh, just some kind of spread of cookies out there. I, I don't know if you uh, maybe uh, partook of some of those, and uh, they were very good. So thank you all for using your gifts, bringing those goodies for us. Uh, I know for me it was special uh, because my daughter and I have this kind of contest every Christmas, okay? And uh, we, we tease each other for weeks ahead of time, and my job is to make my chocolate chip peanut butter cookies, And her job is to make, and my wife said I couldn't say they were sausage balls. I had to say sausage biscuits, so I'm going to use her term, sausage biscuits, that she makes. And so a little bit before the service, she let me know she was bringing a tray here. And I was like, what? Not the tray you made for me, right? And she's like, no, no, this is a different tray. I'm like, okay, all right. So she brought her sausage balls and... um, I can't promise that any of you in the second service got to taste any of those, and I apologize for that. And my New Year's resolution will be not to eat as many sausage biscuits until the next year. So um, just wanted to share that with you, but we had a good time, and and I hope you will today enjoy uh, just what the Lord has to say to us, Um, walking into forever. Uh, That's the title of the message that he gave to me today. And I hope that it will bring you encouragement. Um, many of you know I work with hospice as a chaplain. Uh, that's what I get to do every day, uh, and it's an awesome, awesome job. Uh, I know that's probably a, sa- a strange thing to hear me say because, with hospice, most people you know relate that to death and dying, and it's not always uh, the most positive part of life that we deal with. Um, but for me, it, it's incredible. We get to help people finish well. And uh, it's such an awesome, awesome responsibility to be uh, someone going in to not only minister to their physical and spiritual and emotional needs, uh, but to be a friend, to listen to them, to help them work through their fears, help them um, to handle conflict and, and guilt and all those things that come up toward the end of life. And so that got me thinking about walking into forever and so even though you may not be on hospice sitting here today uh, you are part of god's plan to usher you into the kingdom of god and so today we'll be looking at some scriptures and uh, like i said some encouragement um, for those of you that have this high admiration of hospice workers, I thought about this a little bit. Um, in fact, I always hear this when I tell someone, you know, they ask, what, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm a hospice chaplain. They, they get this somber look on their face. Oh, oh, um, God bless you. You know, it, it takes a real special person to do what you do. Um, and I, I think about the hospice workers I know, myself included, and we're an interesting bunch. I, I just got to tell you, it's <laughs> Um, it's not all, you know, halos uh, over our head and, uh, you know, we're real people. We, we struggle with things. We um, uh, have times of humor. Uh, if you can imagine going out with uh, someone that uh, is declining in their health and they have all kind of things going wrong and uh, there's interesting smells, there's all these things that you experience at the time of hospice, okay? And so sometimes we sit around and we have to... Um, enter humor into our days just to handle the heaviness that we deal with and so please don't be offended with what I'm going to say but I'm going to share with you one of the days my staff and I were sitting around and we were talking about recipes again food as you can see is a big deal for me Um, but we were talking about recipes and (laughs) so we were talking about all the different things we could put into a cookbook and they were like well what would we call it you know and I said and I don't know if it was the Lord or the devil, but um, this title came to my mind: "Hospice Recipes to Die For." Yeah, I know. I know it's really, really terrible, but um, please don't take my idea. Don't steal that because there may be some in publication someday. So, I'd like to thank Robert for allowing me to to speak with you all today, and and just pray, as I said earlier, just a blessing that. Uh, he's able to rest and recover and, and just uh, have a, a good time spending with the Lord and Vicki today. I want to share this scripture with you. Walking into forever, this is what we hope to hear one day. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness, Matthew 25, 21. That's the end goal. That's what we hope as we work toward forever, to hear that statement from God. And we can move beyond just, you know, hoping that that's what we hear to knowing that's what we want to hear. That's why I appreciated what Pam shared and the the vision challenge that she gave us, and it it fit right into what I was going to be sharing today is that we need to be in God's Word. We need to know what those promises are. We need to know what our freedom in Christ is or we can't walk it out. And so that's what I hope that you take from today. Um, I know that at the, this time of year, we're checking the boxes. As, as Pam said, we're we're finishing things. I know many of us were trying to get to our doctors before our deductibles ended. You know, we had Christmas we checked off. We had... You know, put maybe working on putting the tree and things up, all those things. So it's the end of the year time. And Robert has already encouraged us. He has said instead of New Year's resolutions, he's encouraged us to set goals. And so as we're thinking about all of those things, we're aware of the difficulties that we face. Uh, we're aware of the back pain. We're aware of someone we love that's dying. We're aware of someone that is jobless. We have lots of of struggles that, that we know about and that we face. The world's tough. I mean, we, it wouldn't take, you know, if we were being honest, we could sit down with every single person in this room and realize there's something we all struggle with, and we need God's help. But in that, God encourages us to not abandon his, this reality. Uh, we're, we're supposed to live heaven-minded in the here and now, but also in the yet to come. And so, what does that look like? Well, one of the challenges I want to give you, and I want to also do myself, is to go back to school this year. Yeah, turn to your neighbor and say, What did he say? <laughs> is he nuts? I don't want to go to school. Some of you are like, Hi, I, school was 50, 40, 25, five years ago. I'm done with school. No that's not for me well this is a different kind of school but uh, i want you to kind of put the framework the the glasses on for preparation for school okay as we continue this morning the first thing i want us to look at and this is point one if you have your message notes you can take those out and uh number one says get to know your teacher okay get to know your teacher. God desires relationship with him through knowing Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That's your beginning. When we prepare for class, if you've taken college classes or at the beginning of the year, you'll remember a teacher gives you a syllabus that explains what the course is going to look like. Well, in this life course, the first thing we have to know is Jesus. We we have to start with that. And so if you're here today uh, as I love how Rob always puts it, if you're still kicking the tires and checking out this Christianity thing and you're still thinking about it and, and you're processing it and maybe you're seeking other philosophies and all of that process, then it's okay. Like in college, you can go in and you can audit this classroom. It's all right. Come on. Come on and audit. There's no money required. There's, it's a really nice thing. So it's okay. Audit the class if, if that's where you are. But to get the real benefit of knowing God, of living out his promises, of having his encouragement every day, you have to make a decision for Jesus. And that's so important. I can't stress that enough. As any speaker, any preacher, any missionary, any evangelist would tell you, that's where it all starts, is getting to know your teacher. And Jesus is the ultimate teacher the holy spirit works in us that's another part of the trinity of god and he reveals to us as a teacher as well and so if you seek if you sit under if you learn from this teacher you won't be disappointed god's going to bless you there's many passages i could share but i'll just uh, read through a few uh, some of these will be in your message note i may not read the scripture out loud but you can look them up later uh, just in the respective time today. This one you'll know for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son, John three sixteen and 18. 1 John 1, 9, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Just have a conversation with God. That's how you come into a relationship. There's no magic formula. There's, uh, you know, no um, timeshare you have to get into. There's no anything that uh, requires. Something that is not just common sense. If, if you wanted to get, if I wanted to sit down with Jeff McKinney and wanted to get to know them, I'd have a conversation with him. And that's all it takes to have with God. For us, it seems a little strange in the beginning because it's someone that's not physically before us. But God hears us. Scriptures talk about he's everywhere, that he's always with us. He never leaves us or forsakes us. In Psalm 40, 16 and 17, It says, but may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, the Lord is great. As for me, since I am poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You, O God, are my helper and my savior. Oh my God, do not delay. That's someone who's desperate. They're crying out to the Lord. And that's where we are when we're desperate, when we're hurting, we're in pain, when everything seems hopeless, and God is there to hear our cry, and he's ready to act according to his will on our behalf. He loves you. I love, in Zephaniah, it talks about he rejoices over us with singing, now that's, you know, that's not something everybody does to me. I don't have people walk up and just start singing over me. That's not a common thing. (laughs) But God loves us that much that he would do that. Colossians 2, 13 and 14 says, you were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross, Colossians 2.13.14. We have full access to God through Jesus Christ. Uh, we don't have to go through anyone else. Um, God allows others in our life to minister to us. We have pastors and worship leaders and you know, all those people, friends, Uh, that God uses in our life, but we can go straight to the Lord. We don't have to find someone else to to do our talking for us. We don't have to put it in any kind of vocabulary for him. He accepts us just as we are. Number two uh, in in the message today is to apply his promises in all areas and seasons of life. Jen and I have spent, and John, too, um, have spent the last couple weeks uh, in Pam and Jeff's um, freedom group. And so we have learned a lot recently, just the past couple months, about his promises. And that's coming from uh, being a pastor, coming from going to seminary. um, As I know Rob has said about the freedom groups, I can't encourage you enough to, to join a freedom group and go through that because... The process that God will take you through is so revealing about the promises of his word. And when you rehearse those, when you speak those over yourself, when you um, just get in the presence of the power of those declarations that you make through knowing the freedom in Christ, you're a changed person. And so uh, this weekend, I had a whole weekend just to worship and prepare and allow God to pour into me and Uh, My Christmas gift for my wife, Jen, she's in Jacksonville this week, but before she left, she gave me a journal and she wrote out the declarations that we learn from the Freedom Group. And I've just, every night I've been going through and just reading those declarations over myself and there's power in that. And so if you're struggling, again, find God's promises. He, He gives them to us so we can be free. We can be free from our sin. We can be free from the shame. Ecclesiastes 3:1 says this this is your life course work in our studies oh I'm sorry um, I'll skip that. this is your life course work in our studies it involves the discipline, prayer, Bible reading, worship of God. So in this this number two point in applying those promises, this is kind of like our lab if you ever, went to college, or you had school classes where you had the course, and then you had a lab along with it, like chemistry. Oh, chemistry was a tough one for me, and even though I liked the idea of messing with formulas and, you know, putting things on a Bunsen burner because, you know, we got to play with fire and those things, um, it was difficult. The The coursework was difficult for me, so you may find that some of the coursework that god calls you to is difficult it it might be a challenge it uh, it it might be hard for you it might not seem natural as uh, my friend said she said you may not be an evangelist but we're still called to share the gospel and so in that coursework in your lab we have to depend on jesus otherwise we wouldn't need him, right? I mean, if we could do all those things that he calls us to do, why would we need God? And that's, that's not what this is about. This is about bringing glory to him. And so in our coursework, it's okay if, if you struggle. It's okay if uh, sometimes you don't have the words. Uh, you can claim the promise that God will give you the words, that he will equip you. You can uh, tell someone, look, I, I'm new at this. You can be transparent but God calls me to share with you his love. And for whatever reason, you might need that today. And I want to tell you it's true and it's real and it's helped me. And it's okay to be transparent. God works through our weaknesses. And so don't be afraid that uh, you don't know enough, that you're not good enough, that, that whatever, whatever excuse that the enemy puts in your mind, don't let those things stop you from serving God in the ways he calls you. There's several scriptures in your message notes um, just under this section that you'll see about um, times that we struggle and some of the struggles you you may see, um, you may face. When you face trials, Psalm 42, 3, verse 5 says, Day and night I have only tears for food while my enemies continually taunt me, saying... Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and God. When you have a burdened heart, this was the first scripture I ever memorized Psalm 37:4 delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. It's, it's not that He's going to grant us everything that we ever wanted. It is that he changes in us our desires so they're no longer about the worldly things that, that we may want. And we're all about sharing Christ. We're all about bringing hope to someone else. We're all about helping them and their recovery of whatever they're going through to input Jesus. Love that scripture. There's others, as I said, that I'm not gonna take time um, to read through right now. But on your your message note, it says, Ask the Lord, and I put, To embed these truths to become a part of your very being. Knowing God's word helps us to have the mind of Christ. Isn't that something that you would like? The mind of Christ. To get outside of ourselves, our own flesh, our own worries, and to look at others with his vision, his his mind, his capacity to love and to think and to minister. If, if we could all operate like that, the world would be a different place. I love that um, I will share one that is one I, I often um, share when I go out to visit people because of where they are in their walk and in their journey. When you struggle against your own flesh, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 says, but He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, and in insults, and in hardships, and persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. God is so good if you think about the people that he chooses to use in the scriptures they're all broken people they're all you know not the the cream of the crop they don't have it all together they they they're just broken people and and i can relate to that i can relate to being a broken person i don't always get it right i have my own struggles and without the lord helping me in my weaknesses then i would be nothing and that's uh, not to, to keep me down. The Lord doesn't help me stay in that. He takes me from that, and he elevates me to be able to do miraculous things in the lives of people, and I, I'm humbled by that, and that's that's what I get to, to be a part of every day. These and so many other promises can be read, can be meditated on to help you refrain from sinning that's one reason, and to allow him to help you walk through, as I said, whatever season of life you might be going through at this time. Deuteronomy eleven eighteen 18, and 21 says, so commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home. And when you are on the road, and when you are going to bed, when you are getting up, write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates, so that as long as the sky remains above you, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. The Bible, I've heard people say, is like God's love letter to us. Um, I know it's, it's kind of an ancient art to, to write letters anymore. It used to be something that was done a long time ago. Now we opt for Facebook posts and emails. Uh, but God has written this love letter to you, just to you. Yes, it's for everyone, but it speaks directly to you. Why do we go so long and not read it? Why do we have dust on it when we go to pick it up? Because We've forsaken reading his word. It's because the enemy distracts us. It's because we get too busy. It's a grocery list of excuses that we could go through. So we can make that decision today. We can choose today to read his love letter. Number three, live your life preparing for forever. This step occurs as we get to know our teacher and apply his principles and promises When does it start? Right now. Right now it starts. The moment you become a Christian, you have, as I said, full access to God's blessings, to his guidance. Uh, You have full access to his love before, but you're aware of it. You see it. Things that were mysterious or misunderstood about Christ's mission and what he came to do becomes clear, and we're able to now understand What all God sacrificed for us in sending his son. I love this Isaiah 65. See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. God has this plan Uh, We know that in the beginning, that plan was to be here in the garden of paradise, but when we chose sin uh, over his commandment to not eat of one tree, uh, we uh, kind of disrailed that first plan, even though he knew it was going to happen. We didn't surprise God with that, okay? But he had another plan that he had in place, ready to redeem us. It wasn't his backup plan. As I said, he already knew this was going to happen. But his goal was for us to live forever in paradise apart from sin and in perfect relationship with us. So that is to come. That is our hope for the things yet seen. That is uh, what we look forward to. That's what helps us through the times of struggle that we go through. And hopefully that cast away the fears that come in, in death. And, and that's something that I'll, I'll speak about in a minute. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin, oh, I'm sorry, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, Matthew six nineteen. Number four, approach transition from an earthly life to heaven with confidence. This is the majority of what I spend time with when I spend time with people at the end of life. It's helping them to have that confidence through their relationship in Christ, not of their own merit or their own works, but through the grace of God, okay? And so why do we shy away from talking about that? It's, it seems to be that difficult subject that, that we don't approach a lot of times in our families uh, with our friends, uh, with people that we know are in that situation. it It's kind of a hush-hush topic. Uh, we steer away from talking about death. I know I, ca- I can bring it up with my kids, and they're like, oh, Ma, don't talk about that, please. You know, they, they don't want to think about the absence of a loved one, and, and I get that. That's not a pleasant thing. Uh, you know, nobody's telling you or encouraging you to jump up and down that somebody you know and love is going to die, but if it's a believer, if it's someone that knows the Lord, this is just a small chapter. Scripture says life is but a vapor. This, this part of our forever is just a tiny little, little part in it forever. And so if that were to be our perspective, when we put on those glasses for vision for 2020, if we lived today, like it's just a small part, I think the classroom, the schooling, the idea of being a student of God and following his promises uh, would be a much more palatable thing. I think we'd enjoy that. I think we'd run after that if that comfort was for us, okay? So we, we have to choose that. We have to, we have to talk ourselves into, it's going to be okay when we say goodbye for a short period of time to a Christian because we know that we have a reunion coming. We know that there's a banqueting table that the Lord has prepared for all of us together one day, and we get forever and ever with our Lord and with each other. That, that is an exciting thing for me, and that's what helps me to be able to do hospice when people say, the, you know, you must be a saint. I can't believe you can do that. But no, it's it's just reminding people, this is just part of forever. And so that's what I share with you today. When believers are living out the first three practices of their classroom, death truly is no big deal to the believer. Uh, I loved Miss Jo Cobb. That was one of her favorite songs, was Death is No Big Deal. If you've never heard it, look it up later. Play it on YouTube. Um she loved that song, and she truly lived out, this is a small part of forever, and even though I'm going to miss my family, even though I'm going to miss all of my church family, I, I'm ready, and she, she would get up and down and dance. I mean, she was so excited about getting to see Jesus, and so I, I, I love that perspective. She was one that God used to remind me, it's okay, it's all right. Other scriptures there you can look up later, but children of God do not have to fear death if you're filling in the blanks. I've seen evidence of God's presence time after time after time as people approach their last breath. It's not something you have to be afraid of. Second Corinthians four sixteen and 18 says, this is why we never give up, Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot yet be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but things we cannot see will last forever. Amen. Like you to take a look at the video that's uh, going to be played. Hopefully, if everything works like it's supposed to.
1: I'm whispering into your heart. Cause I know there's just not anything like you thought the story of your life is so be. And it feels like the end.
0: In his song, The Glorious Unfolding, Stephen Curtis Chapman preaches his message from personal experience. He lost one of his children. And in the video, we see this grieving daughter receive a letter with a journey marked out for her by her deceased father. He has left clues for her to discover and encounter the glory of God. This father's message to her was this. This life passes in the blink of an eye, but the story has only begun. Go taste and see the goodness of God. I will see you in a little while, love dad. Your heavenly father has a similar message to each one of you and to me. Get to know your teacher. Fall in love with him again and again. Apply his promises in your life in all seasons. Live your life preparing for forever with him. And enjoy the journey as you approach the transition with confidence in Jesus. Finally, and the last point I have on there, we make it to forever. Years down the line. Maybe tomorrow, we don't know. God has our steps ordered and planned, okay? But we make it, and I don't have a number five there, but we receive our diploma and graduation, if you will, (laughs) hearing those words that I read to you earlier. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Matthew 25 and verse 21. I hope today your perspective changed a little. I hope that you heard God's plan for us. Walking us into forever is not something to be afraid of, but something to rejoice over. Some of us may be closer than others, and that's okay. We uh, can look forward to that reunion, though, and that's a common thing we all share. As Jeff and the band comes, uh, I'd like to take uh, this time to give you a chance to respond with what the Lord's been saying to you, I hope, during this service. You can do that in several different ways, but we'll begin with, and I'll ask if everyone will close your eyes, and we'll just have a time just to ask Jesus to continue to move in our hearts. You may be here today, and you might be thinking that You know, I I have been checking out God. I have been thinking about Jesus' mission and message. And you might be ready to finally make that decision to accept him to come into your hearts to surrender. Surrender is a scary word for some people. But it simply means to give control. It means to trust in Jesus. It's not scary. In fact, he meets you in that process with so much love that for the first time you will feel and know. And so if that's you today, I invite you just to say a prayer something like this. Again, it, it's not a formula. It's, it doesn't have to be exactly the way that I would pray it. You might have something different to say but just tell him, God, I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes, and Lord, I I come asking for forgiveness for those I can remember and those I don't remember I did against you and others. And Lord, I I pray you would come into my heart and that you would save me. And we know that from Scripture, God says he does. There's, There's nothing more to it if we... Commit to Him, we trust in Him, and we believe in Him, then He responds with love and salvation. So if you just prayed that prayer, you're a new believer in Christ. You're a Christian. And we rejoice with you as a church. If you would like, you could slip up a hand and just let me know. Nobody's looking around, but I would love to pray for you and encourage you and equip you. And I know Rob and others would too, to walk forward into forever knowing jesus christ as your lord and savior if that's you would you lift a hand thank you may god bless you and we have uh, some things we can encourage you with maybe the rest of you who are sitting here have known jesus you've already made that decision and today you began to think about how you were allowing the things of this world to cloud your vision to distract your focus on Jesus toward life circumstances. And you would like me to pray for you today. Would you lift a hand just to, to let me know? And thank you all over the room. I appreciate that. Father, I, I do. I pray for these both newly uh, welcome Christians and those that have known you for, for many years maybe. And Lord, I pray that your grace would be sufficient for them and their need and their weakness. And Lord, that they would rest in that weakness and know that it's okay, that God is strength in our weakness. We, we don't have to be anything different than we are. You accept us as we come to you. And Father, I pray for encouragement. I pray for uh, the finances that are needed. I pray for the healing that needs to happen, all of the needs that you, uh, you know that each of these who have raised their hands may have and you're ready to respond, we thank you. In Jesus' name, you can open your eyes. If you were one of those that raised your hand, we would like you to uh, look out front in the Welcome Center. There's a little booklet called Now What? And that will help you to to begin to follow, begin to uh, learn about this Jesus, this teacher that I spoke about earlier, and you can be his student. We welcome you to take one of those for free. It's all for you, and if you have questions, come talk to Rob. Come talk to me, or anyone that's a believer can help you. Sit with you and and look through those scriptures and those words to encourage you and help you start this new wonderful life you've just embarked on.
2: To uh, sharpen our vision for walking into not only 2020 but into forever. That was a great, inspiring word. I appreciate that. So a couple announcements. 21 Days of Fasting is coming up. It starts, I think it's next Sunday. It's, it's the, tw- the 5th through the 25th. I have a love-hate relationship with the prayer and fasting. <laughs> I love the prayer. I hate the fasting. But I love the benefits of it. And it is a great way, really, to get God's vision for your life as you focus in on him for that 21 days. Robert will be talking more about that next week. Also, a brand-new series, a two-week series called Brand New. Uh, a new year, a new year, a new year, a new decade, a new you. Maybe there's things you've tried before and it just hasn't happened to, to bring some new into your life. And, you know, maybe you've been going about it the wrong way. So Pastor Robert will take these next two weeks to show you a, what might be a different way of tackling the new year and becoming brand new. So don't you don't want to miss that. So as we go today, let me just pray God's word over you as you step into this new decade and new year this week. Father, we thank you so much that your word declares of us that we are the head and not the tail and that we're blessed coming in and blessed going out. Father, we thank you that your word declares that we can have the mind of Christ, that we can know the will of God, that we can have a peace that passes all understanding and joy that is unspeakable the kind of joy that is going to give us the strength to run and not be weary to walk and not faint lord we agree with your word that says of us that no weapon formed against us will prosper and that every snare laid out before us by the enemy is broken by the power of the blood of jesus christ and by faith we have already escaped lord we agree with your word that says that we don't have to walk around beaten down with a victim's mentality no matter what's happened in our lives because your word declares that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus that loves us and that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And Lord, we agree with your word that says that he who began a good work in us will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, until we walk into that forever. And Lord, we ask that you seal it in our hearts. As we go from here, in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.